coast and wet as Lord Aberdeen for six months of the year. And of course his people are Christians, Mohammedans, pagans and Jews, and I don't even want to think about the admixture of races. His people deserted him in the end, Pepper says, Stavely commented. I'm not surprised. The general unhooked his water canteen and took a swig. His eyes swam and his throat locked. Apparently our lord suffered a man from Abyssinia to carry the cross. He marched to the window and gazed down to see the men of the fourth foot rounding up disarmed warriors and herding them into the square. Well, I don't suffer Abyssinians at all. Just imagine one of those fellows with their tightly braided hair walking down the strand of a Sunday afternoon. God, it doesn't bear thinking about. Where's Charlie Speedy? Sir? Stavely frowned. Speedy, Captain Speedy, where is he? Uh, General Napier? A muffled voice broke in. Who said that? Napier whirled round. I did. The photographer's tousled head appeared from the black hood. Charles Tenterton, sir, London Illustrated News. Ah, yes. Look, I've seen the work of that Matthew Brady chappie in America. Lines of dead fellows at Chickamauga and so on. Not much of a war, the American Civil, but a deuced good collection of photographs. You'll have to go some to beat him, you know. I'm not actually a photographer, General. I'm a journalist. What? Some damned scribbler? Stavely crossed the darkening hall from a whispered conversation at the door. No one has seen Captain Speedy since last night, sir, he said. I saw him then, Tenterton said, at my campfire on the Arrogy. He was helping me with an article for the news. Napier raised an eyebrow. An intelligence officer talking to a newspaper man? Deuced unprofessional. I hope he didn't divulge any secrets. You know Charlie, Tenterton said, the soul of discretion. As far as secrets go, I might as well have talked to the regimental goat, but he was going into the citadel. When? Napier and Stavely chorused. Last night, Tenterton said, directly after he left me. We all knew the assault was planned for this morning. He said he had one or two things to do. Napier and Stavely exchanged glances. Then the general called his number two aside. One or two things to do, he whispered. You didn't... Stavely frowned. Not my command, Napier ground his teeth. What was he about? You know Speedy, sir. Always a bit of a rogue male. Loyal, though, to the core, but a maverick. Trustworthy, through and through, but a loner. What was he about? Always whistling that same damned tune. Napier hooked his sword up to his belt. Well, well, he'll turn up. After all, you can't miss an Englishman who stands six foot five in his stockinged feet, can you? Uh, most of the Abyssinian chappies could, I'm very glad to say. Stavely had found the bullet hole in the brim of his wide awake. What'll we do with this place, sir? Magdala. Napier looked around him at the sumptuous fittings, the damask, the gold, the silver. Burn it, he said. I've got dispatches to write. You wouldn't care to help me with a few of the long words, Tenterden? Another enormous pair of side-whiskers, older, greyer, four thousand miles away. Mr. Poulson had come a long way since his old man had a barrow in the old Kent Road. Not that his brass shingle made any mention of that. No, his curriculum vitae spoke of Oxford and the Sorbonne, 
of Bologna and other famous Spanish centres of learning, and here he was on that wet April afternoon, seated in the study of his academy for the sons of nearly respectable gentlefolk on windswept black heath, his formidable lips pursed behind two index fingers, both leather-stalled from years of inflicting child abuse. And a most abused child stood before him, his badly polished boots squarely on the rather threadbare carpet where he was destined to remain, metaphorically, for the rest of his life. Sholto Joseph Lestrade, the great man sighed, I do believe you have managed to find the end of my tether. The boy did not flinch, although the thought of Mr. Poulson tied to a wall in some stable did appeal in a childishly sadistic way. How old are you now? Eighteen? Nineteen? I was fourteen last January, sir. Really? Poulson's rugged eyebrows rose approvingly. Time to make your way in the...